listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. Hey, what's up, everyone? Chris Lopez here, along with Jenny Bayless, to bring you market updates for the Denver market and the Colorado Springs market. So this is our monthly update on both markets for July 2021. Jenny, how are you? I'm doing awesome. How about yourself, Chris? Doing really good. I, I will say uh, a little happier with the stats this month than some previous months. So a little, little <laughs> yeah, better in that we're getting sense. There. Yeah. I think we're getting out of the hole a little bit. So <laughs> I mean, you also just realistically can't sustain a what twenty to twenty five percent appreciation rate. Like that's just not realistic. <laughs> so <laughs> what? <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm not an expert, but that's what my crystal ball says. <laughs> um, all right. So let's, you know, I, I got the power of the mouse, Jenny. So I'm, I'm going to click it over to Colorado Springs first. Kind of start giving us a rundown, some stats on here. Like, yeah, yeah. Where? Uh, so, tell me where to scroll. Yeah. So we can scroll down a little bit um, to showing trends. I, I like this chart. Um, I'm sure that everyone has been following close attention the showings per unit have been significantly higher than they had been in previous years. Like usually we see seasonality trends. Um, and then the beginning of 2021, it was just almost off the charts. I think they had to, you know, expand the access a little bit on that. Um, but we're finally in July back to normal. I'll call it normal seasonality in just the sense that it matches July showings of last year. So I think that's probably important to highlight. Actually, I'm gonna pull up the Denver one side by side. We'll uh, we'll try something different this this month because cool. well, at least for the, some of this data, it's so interesting. At least for me, I find it so interesting comparing these two markets. Mm-hmm. Um, so our showing trends here in Denver. Once I find it, very similar thing. I mean, Springs is what was 18 to 20 showings per listing. You know, uh, quarter one started trailing off here in quarter two. Denver was at like 20 to 22 showings per listing. Quarter one, quarter two started dropping off. Same thing. We're we're still like one showing above where we were last year, where you're right about the same as the year before. But we're starting to see kind of, I'll say normalcy um, in the market and maybe some seasonality normalcy as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting comparing the two charts side by side because they have the exact same shapes um, historically. So that's Really interesting to see that. Yeah. Yeah. And for people listening to the podcast here, you can always uh, check the show notes, check the YouTube video. We have all the graphs up there as well. But yeah, it, it's just, they're almost mirror image of each other. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, a good thing to keep in mind as well, just for a simplicity standpoint. You know, if you guys are hearing a stat in Colorado Springs or vice versa in Denver, um, you know, right now, historically, uh, obviously numbers are different but it's a very similar trends that both markets are going through. What about your like just overall active listings and all that data? Yeah. So, um, active listings went up a tiny bit. Um, so I guess three and a half percent from last month, which is less than a hundred units more than what last month's were. So nothing, um, nothing super, drastic but i guess you know at least it's showing that we're moving in the right the right way that we're getting some more listings um posted and then same with um 
I think just average sales price and median sales price, median sales price managed to go up still just when I think that we're kind of, you know, going to stabilize for a little bit, it, it goes up just a smidge more. So um, 0.4%. So it went up from 448,000 to 450,000, which is just absolutely wild to me that we are, um, that our median price point is at 450 at this, at this rate um, compared to last year at 372, which I thought was very high as well. So it's just, yeah, it's, it's creeping up um, at, a, at a slower rate, but it's still going up. I mean, I would, I would imagine at some point it's going to level out, but I guess we'll see on that. For, for the median average prices? Yeah. I'm, average I'm, went down a little bit, but you know, that can have one mansion or whatever yeah. selling. So I, I'm still holding my breath and got a, I know, got a cup of coffee bet on that. We, we might see some just, you know, price declines later this year, just based on that, just as, um, you know, the different unit mixes start selling or not selling as much. Like we might actually yeah. see some, on paper, some overall price declines on the average or median home prices. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised about that either. And I guess just to kind of highlight for that, if if we start seeing news articles, oh, median prices are declining, I think it's at that point, it's probably better to take a step back and look, okay, well, how was it still year over year? It's still going to be significantly um, high teens, low 20s, higher than it was last year. So yeah, but just kind of taking that, uh, larger lens approach to that. So for some Denver stats here, our, I, I like active inventory, our active inventory at the end of this month was 30% higher in July than compared to June. Um, but still 37% lower than it was a year ago. So we're seeing inventory creep up. And we get a really nice graph up here in Denver that I wish the Springs would put out um, that shows the inventory under contract here. You can actually see right here, you know, it looks like, a, you know, a spike up in inventory on the graph here, which is, you know, which is good to see. Uh, maybe active inventory will actually get a back above uh, under contracts at some point, which would be a, a much healthier market once that happens. But our new listings, I think you said your new listings were up, right? Is what you said? A tiny bit. Yeah. yeah. Our new Very listings. Marginal amount. Yeah. Our new listings are down both over like uh, prior months from June to July and also year over year. So year up wow. a couple percent. We were we were down, I mean, six to eight percent between the, the two. So that's you know, go figure. Once I said they're all basically about the same. Now <laughs> now they're not, right? <laughs> I think we were swapped last month, right? I, I think I can't remember. All these numbers yeah. sometimes blend together. <laughs> yeah. Now, what about, I mean, okay, so I don't want to go too heavy on stats just because throwing numbers, especially at two markets, can, you know, put people to sleep. Any other stats you want to talk about before we just kind of go into just some more general updates? Um, Maybe just uh, the showings, or excuse me, the days on market. I think that's, that one stuck out to me because it's still continuing to decrease. Um, I where, think, where do I need to scroll to for that? I think it's all the way at the bottom, okay. I believe. Average days yeah. on market. Yeah. What does that say? Seven, seven. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. July, uh, July, 2020 in Colorado Springs was 20 days on market. June 21 was nine days. July 21 was seven days. 
It's just wild. So, you know, things are still getting snapped up very, very quickly. Um, so it's still kind of a, a market that you have to act fast if you like something in it. But um, I'm hoping that those will go up a little bit. Um, you know, hopefully we'll get some more inventory. Hopefully uh, that will will be a little bit more reasonable that you don't have to, you know, make a decision extremely quickly. Yeah. And I think our average days on market, I mean, we we're seeing, I think pretty similar stuff. Um, yeah. I mean, July 21 average day was nine days. You're at seven last month. We were higher a year ago. We were much higher as well. So again, same trajectory. Mm -hmm. Um, but what, we've noticed, I don't know if you're getting this, you know, you and Lee are feeling this down there. Are you, when it comes time to like, you know, put in offers on properties that you and clients are looking to buy, what's the, what's the competitiveness feel like on there? Are you guys still bumping up as many offers or is that scaled back some? It's still extremely competitive. Um, Leah was telling me this morning that um, she showed a client a home um, and by the time she called the listing agent, they said, yep, we have a couple offers, 50 K over list. So, um, just to kind of, you know, give a feel for, for how that is. We've noticed that some homes that are priced inappropriately, so priced a little too high to begin with, those tend to stay on a little bit longer than the ones that are priced competitively. So, um, I don't know if it's like a psychological thing. People don't want to bid lower, um, in this market, knowing how everything has been. Um, but you know, people know the intrinsic value, um, pretty much. So not sure, you know, if that has anything to do with it. Um, but yeah, still, still really competitive for, for really good properties. Um, you know, I was able to get some clients under contract on a duplex and we were very competitive with our offer and, um, there's a lot of competition as well. Yeah, I would, uh, you know, from from just talking with our agents up here in Denver and just, you know, other agents around town, um, the the finger on the pulse is it's 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 still competitive, but it's less competitive. Like it is mirroring the data where, you know, since we have more inventory, uh, which is great for breathing room, you know, rather than being 10 offers on a property, it might be two to four offers on property or, or quite a few, which is always, always nice, especially since, mm -hmm. you know, half the offers are usually pretty, pretty cruddy ones. So if we can, you know, you know, have less offers overall, maybe we'll have like one or two other good offers competing against. It makes it a lot better for, you know, our clients, which are primarily buyers uh, as they're, you know, buying house hacks and buying, buying single family or you know, buying rentals as well. So, as we kind of wrap this up, any interesting news articles or other tidbits you want to you want to cover, Jenny? Yeah, so um, I think I sent this over last week. That uh, and I know people have probably heard me say that eight zero nine one one was ranked as the uh, hottest zip code in America for twenty twenty, and another Colorado Springs zip code took the number one spot for twenty twenty one, and that's eight zero nine one six, which is over by the airport. Um, I know our clients have probably heard me talk about that area, um, as one that's poised for growth just because of all the development that's going in over there. So definitely, uh, one to watch. I thought that was pretty interesting that I think there's like 2,800 zip codes that it beat out. So 
And so that was that's from a national perspective, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So from you know taking that data point, what what is that changing your investing or the advice you're giving to your clients? Nope, I don't think so. I think everyone's probably heard me say the same broken record of which areas I think are poised for for the largest growth, and I, I'll uh, stick with those. And in terms of just like, I mean, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing it become a little bit less favorable to the seller. I mean, it's still very much a seller's market, um, but it's, it's not as extreme. Uh, again, I know here in, in Denver, you know, we want to be around, you know, 24 to 30,000 homes, which kind of start getting out to be a balanced market for like buyers and sellers to be on equal footing. We're still at 4,000. So, you know, which is better than 2,000 active units, but we're at 4,000. Um, but to give you that context, that big picture, you know, on that sliding scale, it's become, you know, a little bit more favorable to the buyers. It's still definitely a seller's market. Uh, but in terms of just, you know, market conditions, uh, interest rates, rents and everything, has anything changed in terms of like good time to buy, bad time to invest and anything like that changed for you, Jenny? No, I don't think so. And then coupled, you know, with the fact that we've been saying it's probably a good time to buy on the interest rate side of things being, being low. Um, it's a good time to sell, get rid of properties that you don't necessarily want anymore. Um, and then, you know, one of my concerns that I've been having is, um, rents not increasing at the same rate that, um, home values have been. Um, but we're seeing that shift as well. Um, so rents are starting to, to creep up quite a bit. So, um, yeah, I still think it's a good time to buy rental property. Yeah. And I mean, you and I talked about this on the, on the YouTube live last week where, yeah, same thing. I mean, rents, um, I mean, not creep, they had a pretty significant jump, you know, this part of the year and vacancy dropped quite a bit as well. And of course this is from like, you know, you know, the, a lot of times bigger data, but like, same thing, we're starting to see rent prices. We we had that data like on the ground from our properties talking to clients, but now we're actually starting to see data that backs it up. Um, mm -hmm. So from, you know, investing standpoint, landlord standpoint, that's good to see, you know, rents are continuing to climb as prices go up as well. And so I, I agree with you, like with everything going on, nothing has, nothing, my advice hasn't changed. As long as you're still financially you know, sound, your, your, you know, your job, your business is, you know, still doing well, you're properly, you got your proper reserves in the bank, you understand the, you know, the, the risk of everything from a long-term wealth building perspective, there is, um, you know, still a lot of stars aligning for it to be a really good investment. I mean, I bought another place actually just about four weeks ago, maybe five weeks ago at this point. So nothing is scaring me. A hole in that place for you know a number of years, if not longer, and just ride the wave of growth, um, and just you know use that as another piece of my portfolio to build wealth. So, if anyone out there has questions on the market, wants to get in the market, wants to buy properties, wants to sell and trade up, talk to us. This is what Jenny and I do. You know, Jenny's down the springs. I'm up here in Denver. We share similar philosophies. If you're debating between two markets, reach out to us. We often have clients, especially in ten thirty ones kind of looking at both markets to find the best fit. We have the team in place. We know the numbers. We can help figure out what the best market, best strategy is for you. And then most importantly, 
execute it. So if you guys have questions, please reach out. If there's other data points you want to learn or more market stuff, reach out as well. We love talking about this stuff. We just try to limit how much we, uh, you know, dump on everyone through a podcast video with stats, but happy to talk more details or always go check out the blog post for all the graphs, all the stats, all the numbers. They're all up there. So Jenny, this was great. Thank you so much. Thanks, Chris. All right. We'll see everyone next month. Thank you.